I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Coming up on today's episode, the very first baseball analogy ever on this podcast, I think. And we're going to talk all about money and how to take that leap from being a regular day job person to a full-time musician. Stay tuned. We love playing music, but it seems like the odds of making a living as a professional musician are about as high as winning the lottery. So the big question is this, how do musicians like us with jobs, families, and responsibilities get from where we are today to making a practical living playing music we love? Well, my name is Daniel Hathaway, and this show will give you the answers. This is The Practical Pro Musician. Well, welcome back, my friend, once again to The Practical Pro Musician. My name is Daniel, and I hope you're doing all right today. I'm doing good. Uh, It is, at least for me, it is uh, a sunny day. It's the summertime right now um, as I'm recording this. But it feels like fall outside, which is very odd for Tennessee in the month of June. Um, it's dry out. It's not It's not humid, and there's a cool breeze blowing. It's very odd. It's got me in the mood for some football and, uh, you know, all that stuff you eat when it's cold outside. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. Anyway, uh, wherever you're at, whatever the weather's like where you're at, I hope you're doing all right. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit today about something that I don't think many other musical podcasts, at least the ones I've listened to, have talked about. And that is the topic of money. And specifically, I, uh, I've i mentioned this a couple of times in other podcast episodes, um, but I'm in the middle of developing uh, something that's going to launch in August, uh, a membership site for people who are really serious about becoming professional musicians. Um, and uh, I've got a fly buzzing around right now. Well, I guess it's a little, it's still a summer in Tennessee um, for people who are serious about becoming professional musicians. And as part of that, I've got a, a, a beta group of people that I'm, that I'm working with to kind of develop it, make sure that it provides everything uh, that you might, or anyone might, who's a, an aspiring professional musician, what they might want. And so I've been asking a series of questions and kind of getting some feedback. And uh, I, I asked for feedback on what is the one thing that is probably holding you up the most 
from becoming a professional musician. Um, and there are two different kinds of, uh, this is something I have the, uh, kind of the, a concept that I, I believe in. Um, and we haven't really talked about it too much before, but there are two different kinds of factors, uh, kind of barriers that you might be dealing with in your own journey, um, of being a professional musician or becoming one. And those are, there's obstacles that, uh, what I would call are, uh, internal obstacles. So those are things that are things you might believe or things that, that, or things, thoughts you have, internal, internal things, <laughs> it's internal beliefs. Uh, and so that might be like, I, I'm scared of this, or I don't know about this. I'm unsure about this. I don't feel like I'm good enough. Those kinds of things. Those are internal uh, struggles that we all have uh, in becoming a professional musician. And then the other, uh, of course, the opposite of internal is external. And those would be things like, um, I don't know anyone or um, I don't have the right gear. Um, I, I'm not good at, uh, I don't, there's not a good music scene where I'm at. Um, I don't have a reliable car or whatever that is, those kinds of things. So we want to talk about money and I think money for the most part, well, it can be an external thing, but I want to talk about the internal piece of money today. And so when I asked that question, I said, what's, what's something that's holding you back, uh, to my group of people that are in that group, uh, a very common response to that was, um, it's, it's, if my, if my gigs dry up, if I don't, if I don't have any gigs for a while, the bills are going to keep coming. Basically I, I am not prepared for an, an inconsistent income because you know, it's a gig type of deal. It's a, uh, it's, you get paid for one gig and then you don't get paid again until the next gig comes. It's not an, it's not a full-time uh, income. It's not a salaried position most of the time. Definitely not when you first start out. It's not a salary position. So I wanted to give you some advice today in that regard. Now, I'm not going to get into in this episode how to fix that problem from the perspective of how to make how to get a gig every week or something like that. That's not that's not something that I'm going to get into in this episode, but I, because I don't think that that's realistic as a first step for most of us, but I do want to give you some, give you some advice and some, some points and some, some direction, uh, that I think will apply to most of us, which is where we're at right now, which might be, you're trying to get your first paid gig, or you've had a couple of paying gigs here and there. And you're thinking, man, how, how would I ever be able to pay the bills if I don't know, you know, what's coming down the road six months from now. And so I want to tell you a story. When I, the very first gig that I got, or very first like big gig, like where I thought, I I think I called myself a professional before, but this was like, you know, tour bus, all that stuff. First gig I got, um, and this is, by the way, I'm trying to make this podcast as honest as I can. So I don't mind telling you the amount of money I made. I was making, I think I got, they offered me $250 per show. And I was like 21, 22, somewhere in there years old. And so that was amount of money was many weeks more than I was making in a week, uh, at my part-time job that I, that I was working. So making that much in one night was like, holy cow, I am rich. And not only that, but my very first, like first gigs with that, uh, situation was, was touring. So it was like a month long tour getting paid $250 per night on this tour. And so I 
got to leave home, go on this awesome experience. And then what's crazy is, you know, you come back at the end of that tour and you haven't had any expenses because all your meals and everything are paid for while you're, while you're touring. And so I come back home and I have not had to pay anything basically for a month. I had to do anything, but just show up and play music and, and do my awesome things and get fed for free. Um, I come back and I have got, I think it was maybe, maybe 10 or $11,000 in my bank account. And that was, I mean, I mean, that's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but for someone who's 21 years old, that's like, it feel, I felt like I was like a rapper on MTV cribs, cribs or something like the way like I, you know, I thought I had so much money. And so <laughs> I very quickly started living like I had so much money and I made a lot of, you know, I, I was, I was dating, uh, whilst dating my, who's now my girl is now my wife. Um, but we were dating at the time we had just started dating, um, around that time. And, you know, we were doing things like I was, you know, taking her out for dinner, like, you know, three or four times a week, you know, we were eating sushi once or twice a week and, you know, ordering everything. It was like, you know, I had all this money, I thought, so I was spending it up and, you know, all those bad habits carry on. And, and basically it was funny is like at the end of all of that, when the, when the gig slowed down and then, uh, you know, later on year, you know, a year, a couple of whatever it was later, I, I got fired from that gig. Uh, I looked back at that one day and I was like, man, you know, I, I made $10,000 in like 20 days or something like that. And I don't know where I spent all that money. I mean, I just told you a little bit about where I spent it. The only thing that I, that I know for a fact that I, that I spent that money on like distinctively that's still around is I bought a TV. Um, I bought a flat screen TV and that was back when like flat screens were the coolest thing. And like no one had them and like only the rich people had those things. And again, maybe it wasn't the best choice for a 21 year old, but that's what I did. I actually still have that TV by the way. It's a good TV, but you know, not the, not the smartest choice to spend $1,800 on a TV. I did that. That's all I have though to show for it after all of that. So I definitely have made mistakes even when I got in a situation where I thought I'd have a more reliable income. I did not respect it the way that I definitely would now that I'm a little bit older and had a little more experience with all of that stuff. So uh, that's just a word of caution, but I do want to give you some very specific advice about what you need to do right now. If you have made any money or want to make any money, and this could be a single gig or one or two in the next year or whatever it is, um, uh, I want to give you some advice about that. So number one is this go ahead and create a separate bank account. It's not hard to create a separate bank account. You can do it. Um, you know, if you have a bank, just create a separate checking account um, and have that be your music account. Um, and this is something that even as I've moved away from doing music full time all the time, I still keep something that basically is the same thing right now. But my what I would do with that, and again, by the way, disclaimer on this, I am not a financial expert. So don't listen to my advice. Go talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Go seek out professional guidance on this. Um, but this is just a good thing to get your wheels turning and, and, and ask somebody who knows what they're talking about if this is a good idea. This is just the advice I was given and it's worked out well for me. All right, so create a separate bank account. Make it your music account. So that means that anytime you do get paid, 
Um, this is assuming you have a regular job, right? You have a day job, you're, you're paying the bill some other way, but you'd love to transition into becoming a, profe- a full-time professional musician or some variation of that. Every time, every time you get paid, take the money that you get paid and don't deposit it into your normal checking account or whatever it is that you, that you get all your paychecks that you normally get from your day job and do all that stuff with. Have a separate account that lives completely off to the side that is your music account and put the check in that. Now, as much as you can, put all of or pay all of the money that uh, you need to pay out. Like if you're buying gear, if you're buying guitar strings or drum heads or drumsticks or even maybe a new guitar or something like that, any kind of thing, any expense you might have. It could even be gas getting to and from gigs. Anything that you pay out related to music try to make it come out of there. And basically what you'll start doing is this is almost kind of like running a, like your own, like starting your own little business. Um, and it's just off to the side, but it, it, it helps you keep track of nothing but your music related income and expenses. Um, and it also is a fun thing to do. Like if you don't plan on ever making a full-time income out of it, but you want to have some income on the side, but you want to make sure that you're not sinking money into something you're actually profiting and making money at the end of the day. It's a good way to, without having to keep track of a budget necessarily. Um, it's a good way to kind of know what you're spending and what you're, and what you're receiving and all that stuff. So that's one thing. The next thing is don't change anything. So don't go crazy. Like I did start spending a whole bunch of money on this and that just because you're making some money from music. And this is definitely gets harder the more and more you make from music. Uh, but don't change anything about what you're doing. Like I did, uh, and don't go buy a floor model TV that still costs almost $2,000. Um, don't do that. Don't change anything. Keep living your life. And that way you'll actually have an, a, a sense of the impact that that musical income is, is having on you. Number, whatever it is on number four, number three, number two, the next one, track everything. So I did say, you know, I did say, um, don't, you don't necessarily have to keep a budget if you keep everything separate, but do keep tabs and tracking might mean you're not writing things down, but you're going back into that bank account, that statement or whatever online access and looking and seeing what am I spending musically and what am I, what am I making and and how is that all balancing out? So keep track of everything. Um, so that again, you start getting a sense of, of where your money's going as it relates to music. And by the way, if you hear background noise, uh, it's summertime. So that means my kid, along with all the neighbor kids are, are playing outside. Um, okay. So like I said, the next thing I've already kind of mentioned this, but start spending from the account when you need to. So as much as you can, and obviously I know if it's, if you're not making a ton of money from music and you, you break a drumstick or you break a guitar string or, you know, whatever that is, you need a new cable or something. Uh, obviously, you know, if there's not money in that account, that musical account, you're gonna have to come from somewhere else, but as much as you can spend from that other account that you set up. Um, and those are kind of some practical things you can do. Um, and I want to talk about one more thing, because I think a lot of people, when I ask them the question, like, what are you, you know, what's something holding you back? And they say that I, I don't have an, an, a consistent income and I'm not sure, uh, you know, once I make that leap, uh, the, the money's going to be wildly inconsistent, but the bills are going to be very consistent <laughs> and they are. I, I definitely understand that. Um, but I, I, I want to encourage you or, or remind you of something that, that really becoming a full-time musician should not feel like a leap from where you're at. So I know it's hard right now. I, I, I think a lot of us, when you ask, we asked that question, it, 
it makes you think, okay, where I'm at right now, if I were to say I'm a full-time musician right now, that would feel like a leap. And that's probably true because if the, if you're not having a consistent amount of gigs or a large amount of gigs coming in uh, as a musician, then it is going to feel like a leap because it is a leap. And that's not a good idea. I'm not advising you to do that. You don't, you're not going to quit your day job when you're not sure if you've got any gigs coming up or anything like that. That's not what I'm advising. My advice to you is this. The easiest way to know from a, from a very like simple kind of mystic way, um, if you're, it, the easiest way to know if you're ready to go full-time, make a choice to go full-time is if it doesn't feel like a leap. If it feels like a leap, you're not ready. If you are terrified of doing it and there are real concrete reasons why you should be terrified of doing it that are very valid and viable, um, then you're not ready. Don't do it. That's not the time to do it. Becoming a full-time musician should be not quite a no-brainer, but it should be like, okay, this makes sense and I can see this working. That's, that's the, that's how far you need to get into it before, um, you make that choice. But of course, right now, if you're not at that point feeling like uh, going into becoming a full-time musician does feel like a leap and does feel terrifying. So I just want to remind you that if it feels scary right now, don't think that that's impossible. It just means you got more steps to work on before you get there. Um, from a more practical standpoint, if, if you're if you're not sure if, if you're naturally a little more anxious about things like that, and you're like, man, I'm Daniel, I'm never going to not feel like it's a leap, no matter what. If I was making, you know, more than what I make now as in my day job, if I was making more than that from music, at the same time, I still would not feel comfortable. Um, I get that, but so maybe there's something a little more practical. I would say what you really need to do is think about it this way: don't don't think about quitting your day job until your opportunity cost and opportunity cost means you're aware that you're missing out on opportunities because of your day job. So if you keep getting offered a gig, but you're like, man, I've got to, I've got to stay late for work tonight. So I can't do that gig. I'm sorry. Or you keep getting offered a recording session that happens in the middle of the day, but you've got to work and you say, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Or you try to start getting, you start taking days off work to do those things, which is fine. Start keeping track of those things and start giving assigning dollar values to them as much as you can and as accurately as you can. Assign dollar values to those things and say, all right, that gig I said no to was 100 bucks. That other gig I said no to was $200. And start keeping track of those things and giving them dates and everything and looking and saying, all right, if I start adding up a few of those things over a period of time, then is that a significant portion? Is that competing? Obviously it's not going to replace your day income, but is it, is it like, you know, more than half? Is it, is it getting to be a pretty solid amount competing with your day, day-to-day income? And at that point, it might be time to start considering the possibility of going full-time or rearranging your work schedule or what your, your work position is in order to accommodate more music. Um, you know, a lot of people that I know who I would consider professional musicians, they, work, they might make half or 40% of their income from music and the rest comes from something else, but they get to play every opportunity they want to. They, they get to take every opportunity they would like to take um, that comes their way. They don't have to turn stuff down because their work gets in the way. And for me, that actually is what a professional musician is, is you get to play the music you want to play um, and not have to 
um, say no to all these great opportunities that might come your way. So the most important thing is keep track of your opportunity cost and see if that starts to compete with what you're making from your day job. But like I said, the most important thing is you got to start understanding that you're not, if you're not there yet, it's not impossible. It's not, again, if it feels like it's a leap to become a professional musician, then you're not there yet. You will be there. You can get there, but it's not time yet. So keep keep taking the next step. Keep reaching for the next milestone. You don't have to knock it out of the park. You know, uh, you know, if you get, if a, if a baseball team gets enough base hits in a row, um, it's the same number of runs as a grand slam. So you don't have to knock it out of the park. Um, on your first go around, you can keep hitting singles, so to speak, until you get there. Um, and that might be the first ever baseball analogy on this show or my previous show. But hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. I just hope that you're encouraged and I hope that uh, this podcast can be a place where you can hear about things like money that we don't normally talk about very much uh, in the professional music world and uh, how you can maybe shape things, make a few changes today to your mentality. If nothing else, uh, maybe you open that side bank account. Make sure there's not like a minimum balance or anything weird like you have to do. You should, it shouldn't be costing you money to do this stuff, uh, to just maintain it. But start kind of segmenting things out a little bit and start looking at it. Kind of put things over in a, in a, uh, under a microscope in a way, as far as your music and your money goes and start seeing what you can find and what insights you might see and opportunities you might uncover that you didn't see before just by having a, a separate look at it. All right. Thanks for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you again next week on the practical pro musician. My name is Daniel Hadaway. Anytime you want to check this podcast out, leave a review. That would be awesome over at iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That's a big deal to me. Makes my podcast more visible means we get to reach more folks with our message. And that's all really cool to me and really important. So thanks for joining me. Maybe leave a review about the podcast. Let me know what you thought. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Bye for now. 